everybody. Welcome back to the Bookshelf with Vessel of Honor Ministries. I'm Stephen McKay. I'm Dalton Claghorn. I'm Brandon Trott. And we've got Brandon Trott in the house. Uh, Brandon is a pastor in Brobridge, Louisiana, and has been a great friend of ours for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I'll never forget the first time hearing this guy preach. Um, first of all, if you want to see a replica of, of, of the great Spurgeon, all you got to do is look at this guy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> All he's missing is the pipe, you know? <laughs> but uh, no, the first time I ever heard Brandon Trott preach uh, was at Pastor Lee Ship's conference. It was in 2018, I think it was. Uh, I believe so. Maybe 2019. And uh, just, just brought such an incredible exposition on Romans chapter 6 and chapter 7. If you, if you, if you want to go look it up, it was just unbelievable. I, I recommend it. But... Um, Brandon, it's an honor to have you here uh, on the bookshelf. As most of you know, in, if you've watched previous episodes, we're just going through the Word of God, you know, kind of bringing our focus back to deeper things, Dalt. And uh, it's just, so that's where we're at. And, and Brandon has got a lot to bring to the table. So what are we going to talk about today, Brandon? So, man, we're going to talk about um, the blessing of God with Abraham and the nations. Uh, and I think typically, uh, I don't know about most people, but I know in my conception, um, I remember thinking that Matthew 28 was sort of a divergence from what the rest of the Bible was about, right? This, uh, go ye into all the nations, preach the gospel, um, that this was a, a transition I'm, I'm at our school right now uh, doing this. So, um, but uh, I, I thought that Matthew uh, 28 was a change, a transition, that it was always focused on God's people and this sort of uh, remote people, that it's about them. It's about this specific location of Israel, of Jerusalem, of the Jews. And that, you know, all of a sudden Jesus had this radical change to where now we're going to be worried about the nations, all the people of the earth. I didn't see that as a continuation of what God was always doing, always accomplishing oh, wow. uh, in redemption. Yeah. Right. So if we'll go to Genesis chapter 12. That's so awesome, Brandon. Yeah. Genesis chapter 12, verse one. So your ministry is not a strange thing that Jesus con conjured up where it's like, you know, oh, we're going to now have missionaries that are going to do this weird thing, right? Everybody else is showing up to the party in a suit and tie, and you're showing up in a polka dot shirt and striped socks and just weird. No, this is the whole thread of scripture is it's always moving towards the peoples, the nations, the, the tribes that God is concerned with all peoples everywhere of all time and all places, his heart's burdened for them. And the reason he called one man, the reason he created one nation and one people was to accomplish that purpose. So, uh, and it's, and it, man, it's right in the beginning. It's right there. It's told to us, this is the whole thing. And we're like, you know, I missed it. Oh, how did I, you know, but it's just not what we're trained to look man, for. I sure wish, so I wish that we could get, uh, majority of our churches to come back to that focus of it is about the nations. It's yeah. about people, you know, Amen. It has to be right from the beginning. Amen. Amen. And, and it's just not easy, right? It's like, it's Tell easy to be focused on ourselves and look at ourselves and worried about ourselves. And we're having to train ourselves. We're having to constantly do that work 
of making sure that our hearts, our thoughts are prioritized on the things that God says are important. So Genesis chapter 12 says this, says verse one, verse uh, one to three. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing, right? I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Amen. It's not just one stop at blessing. We're blessed. Praise God. Yay. Blessed. No, we have a purpose to carry blessing with us into the earth everywhere that we go for the sake of other people's. And how does this play out? He says, I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you or curses you. I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. So starting out, realizing that uh, this is immediately after the nations go awry. Right. So this is post Tower of Babel. Adam and Eve sin uh, spreads to all of humanity. Humanity so bad. God's like, we got to start over, erase everything off the chalkboard. Sins a flood. Nobody's left. But Noah and his house gets off the boat. First thing God does, God blesses him. Right. He makes he makes an altar to God. God blesses Noah. But then they have the same problem that all the other people had. We're still terrible sinners, right? Right. So they get nations, they get groups, they get people together. And the first thing that these people do is this one unified body. They say, we're going to build a tower to heaven. We're going to get to God on our own. We're going to worship God on our own. We're going to sell out God and we're going to do things our own way. And so God looks at them and says, there's nothing they can't do because they are unified. And so they have this one one uh, wholehearted agreement to betray God. That's the point. And so God disperses them. He divides them up uh, by confusing their languages, giving them all different languages, and they spread all over the earth into the nations. This is uh, the idea of nations is people groups. It's tribes. It's it's, uh, not necessarily all focused on government boundaries, but more tribal boundaries, right? We're in this group. We're in this group. Um, We're located here. You're located there. This is our worldview. That's your worldview. And so they split up and the nations are sort of in this chaos. They're in this turmoil. They're fighting against each other. Um, They're all pursuing their own things. They all have their unique sins. But the one thing that they all have in common is all of them have sold out God, right? Tower of Babel, they all have the knowledge of God. They all have the knowledge of Noah and the covenant and who God is, and they turn to idolatry. They rebel against God. They, they spread out uh, into their own uh, places, and they develop their own gods, right? right? So humanity is in this split, divided, compromised uh, heresy and, and wrong worship towards God. And God says to Abraham or Abram, you're part of that. You're part of that problem. I love you laying the foundation of this. It, Brandon, this is great. Yeah. Look at Deuteronomy and it says 
that Abram's parents were idol makers, right? That's who they were. They were idol makers. And so they were participating in this. And his home life was a mess. Abraham is married. Abram is married to his half sister, right? So there's sexual sin. Uh, there's idolatry in his household. He's part of this worldly um, system. And so God calls him out from it. But he doesn't call him out uh, in a sense to say, I'm going to save you and forget the rest of the world, right? right? Mm-hmm. We're just going to throw them on the fire as kindling and we're going to pull you out and save you and hope we can make something out of you. No, the point is I'm pulling you out to separate you, to remove you from their corrupting influence, to do something in your life that I will then send you back into right. the world right. to do something for the yes. world. His burden is for the nations. His yearning is for the nations. His love is for the nations. God is after all peoples. He's calling one man, but he's after all people. I wish everybody could hear this, <laughs> what Brandon is saying. You know, that's the heart, the true heartbeat of God is that it's not, you know, what do you think about America, Dalton? What do you think about Western, Western Christianity? Who, who are we focused on? You know, primarily, um, Brandon, I, I think that obviously in the West we, we serve ourselves. And I, I think that um, sometimes uh, there was a bit of an understanding amongst um, even almost Peter, as Peter and Paul kind of went back and forth in the New Testament, that like, we as Christians are the Jews. And I, I think we, we as Gentiles adapted this, this mindset that um, in the church age that we are God's favorite people and God loves us the most and that everybody else, you know, they're just kind of out there. And um, Brandon, can I get your thoughts maybe on this idea of Abraham being one for the nations, but yet God having his covenant people? How do those ideas coexist alongside each other? Yeah. So I think it's within the words that we we read where he says, um, I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Mm. Uh, and he says, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed, right? So that's sort of setting him up for an anticipation that his family will be separate from the nations, but for the nations, right? And then we get to later passages as God begins to unfold what that means. And then he says, through your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, right? So it's through you and your family, but what does that mean? It means through your seed, right? So this is language that he would have been familiar with continuing from Genesis chapter three, the fall of man. And God says to the woman, your seed will bruise the head of the serpent and he will bruise his heel, right? And so there's this idea the moment that humanity falls god says you are corrupted but there will be a seed that will overcome the corruption that will destroy the corruption now it's a mystery what does that look like how does that play out they didn't know right but it was always this point from there of starting over right and i I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on this one um but This is part of every culture, every uh, religion, every history. It's ingrained in us to look for someone 
that comes out from among us that is somehow unique and greater than us that will save us, right? So it, it, uh, it plays into redemptive history. It's in the Bible, and it's in all other cultures and histories around the world. And it plays out even in our superhero movies, right? That's incredible. Um, Absolutely. So even in the Old Testament, you, have, you start with Adam, one man representing all peoples. He falls, right? Uh, God promises the woman, you will have a seed. Uh, and that seed will crush the head of the serpent. Uh, but her children, <laughs> it doesn't work out so well. One kills the other, right? Some family drama. And then, well, now we're going to start our with, with Noah. Well, Noah gets drunk, and then his son shames him, right? So then we're going to start over with Abraham. Well, you're a mess, and your whole family's a train wreck. I mean, you're a Jerry Springer episode that hasn't aired yet. You're just <laughs> a problem, right? Um, and Jacob, I mean, God bless him, you know? Um, and then so you, yeah. you get all the way to Moses and then God, what is, what happens? God gets so angry with the people. He says, we're done. I'm going to start over with you, Moses. That's it. I'm done with these people. Their sin is so great. We're going to start over with Moses. Then you get to David. David's the new guy. He's the one Bathsheba, man. He just keeps messing this up, this but great. the the ball keeps being moved further down right. the field. Right. One will arise, one will arise. And then you have these ones that pop up in figure of that one. But in all cultures, all histories, all places, all times, they always are fatally flawed. Samson, fatally flawed. David, fatally flawed. Uh, Samson uh, or um, Solomon, fatally flawed men that always rise up. Look at our superhero movies, right? All you have to do is go watch an Avengers movie and you always find the hero is this one unique person that is somehow intrinsically greater than all of us. And they stand on our behalf to fight for us, but then always they have some fatal flaw that Bro, makes them a disappointment. Everyone, uh, you, Thor, uh, Captain America, uh, Tony Stark, you know, uh, the, the DC, Batman, yep. Superman, all of, all of them, them eventually crumble right eventually yep. they fail to be the hero that we need them to be donald trump joe yep. biden you're gonna be the one you're gonna change us right i mean I, the people man i saw for donald trump a christian network selling these gold coins with 55 on them relating to isaiah 55 and these promises of an anointed one, this person that would rise up and he was the, or 45 and he was the 45th president and 45, Isaiah 45. And like he rose and people are like, he's going to be the one. Oh, you, you lost your second term and you didn't, you weren't able to fix everything and didn't, you know? And so all these people that keep putting their hope in the one, but in the word of God, we have a one that he stood up. And he wasn't fatally flawed. I'm going to preach this, Brandon. You're giving me like fuel, bro. This is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Brandon, let me, let me ask you this. On the subject of, of God being about the nations, um, we look at the way that uh, some of the Gentilic nations were handled in the Old Testament of like kill all the animals, kill the kids. How do we have this idea of God being about the nations in the Old Testament alongside this treatment of some of the Gentilic nations in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, you didn't tell me you're going to put me on the spot like that on this uh, short 20 minute video. No, it's absolutely relevant because at the same time, um, 
we are coming to bring blessing, but within the promise is cursing. I will curse those who curse you. I will judge, right? So really God's people are there to create a dividing line that says here is truth, here is righteousness. We are here with the blessing of God and we crave the blessing of God for you. But in the New Testament, we promise judgment, right? The gospel not only comes with promises, but with threats. And we become, we, we proclaim both, right? Any faithful gospel preacher must be saying, here are the promises, here are the threats, choose this day whom you will serve, right? Draw a line in the sand, put a man to a decision, make him no longer halt between two opinions. Uh, you've got to cause a crisis of the flesh, right? Where you are confronted with your own humanity, your own self-will, your own sin, your own yes. wisdom, your own yes. way, yes. and the way of God and his salvation and his grace, and you've got to choose. And so when God sends his people into Canaan, it is specifically for the purpose of, I, I allowed you to be enslaved in Egypt for 400 plus years so that the cup of sin and iniquity of these Gentile nations in Canaan could be filled all the way, that they would be fully guilty of all the judgment mm. that I want to send on them. So uh, they were both there to be a blessing and there uh, to be God's instrument of justice. Wow. That was a great answer. That was great. And, yeah. and don't we see that in Abraham, uh, that his heart is for the nations. When God says, you know, we should tell Abraham, we're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. That's going to be this great mighty man. We need to tell him. And he tells them, they tell him uh, of the judgment and what happens. He they begins mock. to intercede. He yeah. begins to seek mercy. And when he gets down to the last group of people, five or ten, I can never remember. A ten, terrible uh, Bible student. But he gets down to this last number that he asks for. And <laughs> Sounds he, like you're a terrible Bible student. <laughs> yeah. But then this statement is made. Will not the judge of, of all, all the earth, earth do right? Do right, right? And so he's confronted with both ideas that you need to be an intercessor. You need to be in love with the nations. You need to mm. care for the nations. You need to be concerned for the nations. But you also need to be aware that the judge will do right. Do right. Trust the judgment of God. Seek yes. mercy. Trust judgment. Yeah. Mm. Yes. 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 Wow. wow. And, you know, Brandon, it's almost as if, like, you look at the magnitude of the graces of God in the Old Testament. Just in the miracles, it was like on another level. Pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. It's almost as if the reprobation on the other half was equally as magnificent as the graces on one half. So the fact that after the Tower of Babel and Cain and Abel and the initial sin, it's almost remarkable to even find this chapter here. Thinking Honestly, about the, the gra implications of grace, you know? That, you're right, Dalton. Absolutely. When you begin to look at you know, how, how far the arms of grace reach, even in spite of all of the rebellion against God, God's heart has always been for His people, not one nation, not you know, uh, just Americans or Canadians or, or whatever. It's been for all men of all races, of all ethnicities and cultures, the gospel Amen. is so far-reaching. And uh, what a beautiful picture that you've painted for us 
in Abraham, how that we have to... That's the next level. You know, model... Think about... I just love what he went through. You know, the failures of all, 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 all. Those that were symbolic of the one that was yet to come, but yet now, we only look at one, right? It can only be Christ. It can only be Him. And we can continue. And what's sad, what you were just saying... I didn't want to interrupt you, but you know how you said certain Christian network was putting on, you know, 45 with his gold coin, and he's the one, he's the one. And it's like, what if, why have we deviated from the one that has already come? There is no other one. Yeah. It is Christ at yeah. the center of our hearts, you know. Yeah. Brandon, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. And, Man, that uh, was something else. That, that was, was awesome. Uh, that was incredible. This will not be the last time. Um, you know, I just, just you're, you're welcome to come and be a part of the bookshelf anytime you want. Um, we just are honored to have you. And uh, for all of you that are ever traveling through Louisiana, Brobridge. Brandon, what's the name of your church again? New Beginning Fellowship Church in... Uh, on 1811 East Bridge Street, Brobridge, Louisiana. There you go. You got the address. No excuse now. <laughs> you better go and hug this guy's neck for us if you're down there. Uh, God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, bless you.